Sled Talk listeners, welcome back to the next episode of Sled Talk. Um, and each, it seems like every single episode gets better and better and uniquer and more special. Um, this one's super cool because if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see that we have an entirely different setup outside of the office for the first episode. And with me today, super special guest, Mr. Justin Ponzer, founder and owner of Sled USA. Justin, welcome onto the show, dude. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks Hell for yeah. driving all the way out here. Oh <laughs> shit, I wouldn't miss it. I'm I'm super excited. Um, the, originally, the plan was to ride all day with you and then do a podcast tonight. And I think I rode with you for for the first ten minutes this morning, yeah. and then I didn't see you until four o'clock. Yeah, we uh, just dipped off into a creek and uh, lost about three quarters of the group. <laughs> We did a lot of trail riding together, though. Yeah, 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 the good <laughs> stuff. Um, but yeah, so we are up here outside of Sandpoint, Idaho, and I've never ridden up here before. Neither of you? Nope. Nope, first time? McCall is the closest I think I've been up okay. to here. So There you go. I haven't even been to McCall. Um, <clears throat> well, cool. Yeah, so Justin, let's get right into it. Let's uh, do a little introduction to you know who you are, where you're from, your age, what you do for work, any of that good stuff that you want to share. All right, so Justin Ponzer, uh, I was born and raised in Storm Lake, Iowa. Still live in Iowa, um, about an hour away from where I grew up. Uh, 27 years old, and uh, like you said, uh, founder and owner of uh, Sled USA. And uh, for work, my day job is an IT job. It's called Forensic Data Security. Uh, okay. So we do work for like Spotify, Dropbox, um, Uber, and stuff like that, and data oh centers. Um, okay. So that's kind of cool. I get to travel and stuff, but definitely my passions wrapped around snowmobiling. For sure. So when I was in, uh, I was going to college for advertising and business management. Mm -hmm. And my last year there over Christmas break, um, I knew I like wanted to start my own business, but I didn't know what, like landscaping crossed my mind a lot. But then I'm like, I don't know if I necessarily want to, you know, build a clientele in Iowa because I don't know if I want to stay there the whole time. Sure. Got it. Um, and then, you know, through school and just for fun, uh, got the hang of social media and, you know, that was all kind of fun, mm -hmm. uh, content creation and stuff was, you know, pretty fun to do. So, sure. um, over that break, I started an Instagram page cause there was all the truck pages, you know, just posting, uh, pictures of cool trucks yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. And I'm yeah. like, you know, there's really not a big sled or snowmobile one, you know? So mm -hmm. that's what it started as. It's just like starting a Instagram page, posting people's sleds, cool sleds, cool clips, whatever. Sure. What year was this? uh 2016 okay so uh, you've been at it for a minute yeah like christmas break so yep. um and then so as it grew you know people started sending me their pictures you know hey can you post this yeah absolutely you know uh posting all the pictures and then somebody asked me if we have decals i'm like mm -hmm. oh but that'd be kind of cool if we had decals Heck you know yeah. so went to the local local decal shop and uh got like 100 printed okay and uh sold those um, just a, mostly like buddies or if somebody, you know, on Instagram requested one and stuff. Uh, and then I started to get asked about t-shirts from a different person. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, let's, let's make some t-shirts, maybe some hats, you know, that'd be Heck cool. Yeah. Uh, so then I actually made it a business in May of 2017. So Got it. about you know, four or five months after. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that year there was an opening that, uh, came open in for heydays. So we got a booth there, and we had, like, one style of T-shirt. <laughs> it's just yep. plain white with the Sled USA logo. Hey. One style of Got to start somewhere. Yeah. And then uh, some stocking caps, some baseball caps, and some stickers. And that was it. You know, out in the boonies, little easy up tent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then just kind of, you know, I had fun with it and kept growing the merch line. And uh, I'm just like, well, 
you know, uh, let's just see how far I can take this thing. Sure. So that's kind of where we're at now. Heck yeah. Um, we sell, I mean, it's mostly apparel, but we're also a dealer for Duradac, Arctic Effects, you know, little odds and ends like tethers, kill switches and stuff like sure. that. So yeah. just kind of getting into everything. But uh, where I want to take it in the future is um, wherever I figure out where I want to land, like for the long term, right. I'd like to build like some cabins and like a lodge and kind of have a destination for everybody. Mm-hmm. Kind of have it in my head of how I would, you know, the best lodge that I think could be. For sure. um, so then I'd probably just put up some cabins and a, a main lodge with like some pool tables and bar or whatever, you know, and yep. I think that'd be pretty cool. So that's the, that's the end goal. Heck yeah. Well, that's awesome. I guess that could just be the wrap of the podcast. I didn't have to ask any questions. You just told us the entire story. That's awesome. Uh, no, that's, that's a super cool story. I'm glad that you went into it. Um, quick question about the merch. Is, are you, um, are you doing all that production yourself or do you do like the print on demand model or? So I do, we started, uh, drop shipping back, mm-hmm. you know, um, 2017, I think we quit in 2018. Um, just because it was a long turnaround time. Um, not so much, profits you know they have to take their fair share sure um and then there were a couple misprints that i got from customers like the the one of the logos was like uh the ink faded out halfway mm-hmm. through and i'm like okay oh, we, yeah. we can't have this so yep. uh so then i started getting everything in house and everything's in inventory there you um, go that's smart yeah that's good yeah i like the print on demand model because then you know you have the demand first right so like you don't go buy 500 t-shirts and then they're just in boxes in your garage and hope that somebody wants to buy one. Yeah. Whereas the print on demand, you know, they buy one first and then the manufacturer makes it and then ships it out for any of you that don't know what print on demand means. Um, and same kind of thing. I have a buddy that owns a print on demand company and I had no like control over the quality of the stuff. right? Right. And I just like, I don't like that. And so I, I pulled it off the print on demand model and I'm switching over to doing it all myself. Oh, nice. And I think it's cool that way too, because then like, you know, just, just getting started and growing out with it. Like you can put stickers in there, you can do handwritten letters or whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And just have more of a, a hands-on yep. with it. I'm um, sure there's a little bit more work on the front end shipping and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, I think it's worth it when you're building a yeah, quality company, sure. you know what yeah. I mean? So that's super sick. So mm-hmm. I guess um, what happens from now until the lodge and the cabins like how do you how do you scale the company to get to that point like do you have any plans as far as a plan of attack on how to get to that point or just keep doing what you're doing and uh well the first move really is uh moving out to where i want to be you know mm-hmm. i've been scoping out land and <laughs> stuff like that but they snowmobile um, in iowa is that a thing <laughs> yeah yeah it, a lot of ditch banging <laughs> i got it that's how i grew up as ditch banging yeah but, yeah, uh, yeah. Iowa, and then there's not really any trail systems. Sometimes they groom the ditches, sometimes sure. not. You just got to watch out for the culverts. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Well, cool. So, um, all right, yeah, I'm sure we'll circle back to, to the company stuff and, and go into that a little bit more. But let's kick it back to the first time that you were ever on a sled. How old um, were you? I was six. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. My dad showed up with a 1972 Skidoo Elon. Oh my! <laughs> we called it Bart because it was just this little yellow thing. Got it. But uh, yeah, I um, I hopped on that thing, and I still have a picture of me on it. And this last Christmas, my parents uh, got it for me for Christmas as my Christmas okay. gift. Oh, that's Christmas cool! Christmas gift ever. Heck yeah! Yeah, so I, I still have it. It runs. It doesn't drive. I need a couple parts in the track, but sure. Sometime I'd like to get it to drive, but I, I really just wanted it for like a display piece. Sometime, hundred you know? percent. That's cool. So, right on. So, talk a little bit about the you know the evolutions of the sleds that you've had since then. 
Yeah, so on that sled, I was basically just riding around the yard. Um, that was the only sled we had in the family, so me and my dad would ride together. I'd Got just it. sit in front of him. Yeah, and yeah. We'd, we'd go bang the ditches oh, or yeah. go across the lake and stuff. One time over open water with, like, paddles like this thick. <laughs> it was a little sketchy, but uh, we made yeah, it. Huh? Um, and then I had a John Deere liquefier after that, and yep. then a Polaris 340 um, that I totaled. Because the throttle stuck open, and oh, me being a little kid, I didn't think to shut the kill switch off yeah. or any of that. So, Got it. Uh, the, in the neighbor's yard, there was like a stump and then a tree, and the sled ramped the stump and smoked the tree. So I was pretty Sick. heartbroken about that, losing yeah. my $300 sled. <laughs> um, yeah. And then after that, we, we um, both got our own sleds, and we started on Arctic Cat. So I, my first like sled that was mine, not a shared sled, was sure. a... Uh, ZL 600. It was like a 90, 98 or 99. Got it. Um, and then my dad got a triple, pretty much the same thing, but uh, his was a triple. So then we uh, we just started hitting the ditches together and doing poker runs. And um, we'd ride to Truesdale. It's the town like 10 minutes north and we'd go okay. get a burger there. And, oh, yeah. You know, just little stuff like that. And then yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of our family friends and family too got sleds and kind of had a group. Uh, and then when we were 13 or when I was 13, we started going out west. Um, my cousin, Chad, who has now passed away, uh, but he was kind of the guy who kind of hosted the trips and planned everything and made sure everybody had fun and stuff. And, sure. Um, so once I went out there, I just totally got hooked on mountain riding. And, mm. you know, I was horrible. I think <laughs> the, the sled that I went out there first on was like a 03 F7, like Firecat oh, short yeah, track. Yeah. And I was just <laughs> stuck every 10 minutes, but I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then started to get mountain sleds and kind of progressed from there. And then um, once the Axis came out, that's uh, I rode Austin, Austin Brewer's sled. He had a, he's sitting back there. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a, a turboed Axis and he let me ride it. And I took like one loop up the hill and down. And I was just like, this thing is fun. Oh, yeah. I need to get one. So yep. I got one and that's, and then I've been on Polaris ever since. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> all turbos too ever since then all turbo Polaris, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah which one um so far is your favorite that you've had uh definitely the one? matrix the one that yeah. you're currently on right yeah. now yeah cool so let's let's dive right into that talk me through the setup that you have uh it's it. a what all you've done to it 2022 matrix uh 155 chaos boost it's a mouthful and that's mm. not even all the words yeah but <laughs> huh? yeah um and uh got a voc tune on the turbo so it runs a little harder than stock, and then um, haven't really done a whole lot to it. I mean, with the tunnel, I was going to do a tunnel chop if they didn't come out with anything, right. but that's taken care of. And right. um, just like little stuff like DuraPro rubbers on the skis and yep. um, the wrap, of course. Uh, yeah, and then aftermarket A arms, I did a thirty-four inch stance, um, liking that so far. So mm-hmm. yeah, I might add a, a few more things once the season goes on. But oh yeah. What do you have in mind? Or do you know yet? I don't know yet. <laughs> I'm waiting on bumpers. Bumpers are gotcha. the next thing. Yeah. Well, I think everyone's waiting on something. Yeah. It seems like yep. even their entire sled, unfortunately. Yeah. I have buddies that are still waiting on theirs. Same. It's sad. Yeah. Um, and what's what's uh, what's her name or his name? Oh, name? Lieutenant Dan. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, military themed, like Army Green, Desert Tan. And so I was like thinking Sarge or the General or Patriot. Patriot, because like Patriot Boost, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. and I was doing a TikTok live when I was rapping it. I watched. I tuned in for it <laughs> okay. for a minute. Yeah, yeah. So uh, one of the guys in there commented, "Lieutenant Dan," and I just 
burst out Stop. laughing and I was like, that's the one. <laughs> Hell yeah. So whoever that guy is, if he's yeah. out there, that that's cause that's how I've named the sled. <laughs> Heck yeah. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, it's sure, it's sure a good looking sled. That's for damn sure. Thanks. Um, so you, you dropped a couple of, of company names. So let's kind of get into your roster of sponsors that you currently have right now. So climb caliber, Duradec, Arctic effects. Um, there's quite a few, but, uh, those are kind of the ones I would work closest with. Sure. Uh, Barcode Performance is the new A-Arms. That's a new sponsor for this year. Nice. So, yeah, Muff Stuffers. Got to keep oh, yeah. Got to have the meals on the mountains, you yeah, know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what, was, uh, what was your first sponsor? Um, that's a good question. I don't know if I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Um, well, cool. Do you have your sights set on any other up-and-coming companies or companies that are currently out there that you you really like their products that you want to bring on um, as a sponsor or? i like ice age rails okay i've ridden those on a couple sleds but yeah. i've been lucky with not really bending any rails so it's it's been good, good but it when i had them it was definitely like nice to know yeah. that they were a little bit stronger for sure 100 so, percent. yeah nice I, yeah they're a good company they're all made in montana too mm-hmm. the guy um his name is nick uh, i believe his last name is donovan i think um, he used to work for Ice Age there in Bozeman, and he he cut the tunnel off on my sled. I took oh, it over nice. to him this summer over in Bozeman because out of everything that I did to my sled, I did myself except for the tunnel cut, just because the welding and the yeah. coolant and all that. I, was, I wouldn't uh, trust was, myself to do that. It was a little bit above my pay grade, <laughs> so I was like, "Nah, I'm gonna take it over to him," and yeah. and he did it for me. But um, yeah, I've thought about you know I've got the Next Tech Carbon on mine right now, and I've thought about maybe potentially doing some Ice Age in the future. Um, just because I really like the company themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they make quality stuff for sure. So, all right, cool. So let's, uh, let's kind of go into, I mean, I think it's super unique. You're probably, well, I guess we just did one with a guy from Alaska, but you're definitely quite a ways away from me and we're here in Sandpoint, Idaho. So let's kind of get into all of the places. I mean, I've been following you for quite a while and you travel quite a bit. <laughs> so let's, let's get into some of, some of the places that you have ridden before okay well um i would say colorado is kind of my main area okay like rabbit ears steamboat my dealers uh alpine motorsports and kremlin got it Vogue, so it's nice to kind of ride where that's at you know so yep. that's that's kind of the home base i guess um would that be your favorite place then or uh yeah okay. i would say so yeah. i would say yeah just because i'm i'm most familiar with it and if the snow's good you yeah. know uh, oh, obviously yeah. if the snow's good somewhere <laughs> else then it's a different story yeah. but uh, and then like the Centennial area, I, that's where I kind of grew up riding and I haven't really ridden there much lately in the last like five or six years, maybe like once a year, I'll stop there. Uh, and Togedy, Alpine, just kind of everywhere. But like in the last couple of years, I've been going to Idaho more and I really like it over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the train's really fun. Heck yeah. Um, and then I guess some of the further places, uh, Lake Tahoe, California, yeah. Saw palm trees that day and cruising by the beach. And then the next, hey. in a few hours, I was snowmobiling. That was Heck pretty yeah. cool. Uh, and then Sweden. Okay. Yeah, I was able to get over there. And I still haven't ridden in Canada. Okay. So it's kind of weird that I've been to Sweden, but not Canada. Right. But maybe, maybe next year. So go into that a little bit. How did you, how did the Sweden thing come about? So it all come to place? Um, with my IT job, I was doing a job in Stockholm. Mm-hmm. Um, we went in 2018, I think it was. I went over to London like eight times and then Sweden twice. And one of the times I was in Sweden, it was in Stockholm. 
And I'm like, man, I, and I actually have an ambassador from Sweden. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, that I was like in contact with for years. Yeah. And um, I was asking like how far his riding areas were from Stockholm. Right. Well, opposite side of the country. <laughs> Stockholm's southern uh, Sweden. And then yeah. uh, where he rides is like on the east side or the north side. So uh, I looked at plane tickets and it was like a $99 plane ticket to get to go to the top <laughs> of the country. Yeah. Yeah, so flew 100%. in, took a train, and then met him, and then he uh, had the rental sled all ready to go, and <laughs> we went and rode, and it was super cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it just kind of goes to, so this, that ambassador is that, I'm assuming, through social media, mm-hmm. right? So that's just cool to show the importance of, of social media platforms and being able to connect and network with people. I mean, that's the reason why I'm yeah. here right now Absolutely. with you, right? Um, so that's that's pretty cool to have, you know, people essentially all over the world that you could set something up like that. I mean, that's pretty, that's yeah. pretty sick. I've been to, um, I've been to Copenhagen, Denmark a couple of times and we drove over to Malmo, Sweden. Um, and I would absolutely love to, to ride over there. Mm-hmm. That'd be gnarly. And Russia too. I think that's yeah. sick. Yeah, me too. I, after I, I, after I did that and like saw how the culture's different and like they set the, the house up, you know, like the Airbnb or yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's Airbnb over there, but whatever it was, the sure. rental house. Um, and then they like prepared like some Swedish meals for me and I actually have, uh, some Swedish in my heritage. Okay. So there that was kind of cool, you know? Yep. And, uh, then we, uh, they, they had their little camp stove that they, uh, we made lunch with and mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was pretty cool just to try new food and, you know, see yeah. like how, how they do stuff over there. hundred you know, percent. A lot of the trailers are being towed with like cars. Yeah. And, Audis and <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> yeah. um, and the, so Kevin, like, uh, my ambassador that I was there with, he mm-hmm. has a Dodge Ram 1500 and he was, which is a big deal over there is to have something deal. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So he had to get it like fully imported and everything. And uh, that's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. I don't know what that was. Keep rolling. We're and uh, anyway, so um, he said he, he had to get it like imported and then he had to get special licenses mm-hmm. to drive that truck. Cause apparently that's like a big deal to drive a truck at yep. like a, 1500 gasser out there oh yeah uh, and he said like for a truck like i have like a 2500 or a diesel truck or lifted truck or whatever it's like getting your cdl times yeah. two like <laughs> it's a huge Jeez. deal to get your license for that yeah and you practically have to be a millionaire too yeah well i mean just just the the vehicle alone but then the fuel over there is insane. yeah yeah but it's it's cool to see all these little cars towing around and yeah. they do just fine oh yeah 100 <laughs> percent yeah yeah, it's, no, it's cool. I mean, even on a side note, I mean, you know, I come from a super small town. I think it's cool for people to get outside of their their town or their even their state and get exposed to other, you know, other cultures, other people, um, and just see how things, uh, how people do things differently in different parts of the world. It's yeah, it's pretty cool. And I, um, after that trip, I like, you know, like you said, you wanted to ride in Russia. Yeah, I figured out that there was snowmobiling in Italy. Really, and I, I'm a little bit Italian too, oh. so I'm like, I gotta ride there. Heck yeah! <laughs> you know? So there, and I'd like to make it to uh, Japan. Oh, that looks that'd pretty be fun. gnarly. Yeah, Rob Heck and Dave yeah. went there a couple years ago, and okay, I was kind of following along with that. And yep. it looked pretty fun. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah. Um, and so you haven't been to Canada? No. And hope I don't know. Without getting too political, hopefully we can go over there soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With the borders and stuff, I was like, yeah. oh, I'll just wait till it all fizzles out. Yeah. Screw it. Well, now Canada's in a really bad place. Yeah. Currently, so who knows what's going to happen? Um. Well, cool. Yeah. So, um, let me open it up to Jeff. Do you have anything that you wanted to ask? I typically always do this once or twice during the episode because he can watch it from a different point of view. So sometimes he's got good questions, sometimes not so much. But. 
No? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all good. Um, I guess I will ask you, have you ever done any um, any writing clinics like Brant's or Dan Adams or any of those guys? Have you ever done anything like that? Uh, no, nothing like that. Um, I'll be with Matt Entz here in a couple of weeks to do my Avi One certification. Okay. So I guess that yep. would be like the closest thing to a clinic. I've sure. just done like, you know, when we first started coming out to the mountains, we hired guides and yep. st- just guided trips pretty much. Nice, yeah. But yeah. I'd like to make it out there though. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Jeff and I have talked about trying to make a trip over there. I don't know if we would do like Kisturki or Dan Adams. I mean, for us, I mean, you travel all over the place, but for Brants, that's like, I don't know, 15 hours for us. And I know people drove more than that to get to here right <laughs> yeah. now. Our drive they're here they're laughing like, at me, but yeah, it's like 19 and a half. I yeah, oh my God. <laughs> that's just brutal. Yeah. But I mean, whatever it takes to chase the snow, right? Yep. Um, so that's cool that you, so is that like a, an airy level one? Yeah. Avalanche. So are you just doing the, the level one? Is it like a two day motorized? Are you doing like an avalanche rescue? Uh, three day motorized. Oh, it's three days mm-hmm. for level one. That's interesting. I just, um, I don't know, three weeks ago I did day one was avalanche rescue. And then day two and three was the, the area level one, um, motorized stuff. And, you know, prior to that, I hadn't done anything in that realm. And it's, uh, it's pretty eye opening. Um, cause there's just a lot of stuff that you don't really think about. Um, and that's so super important because, you know, I've talked about this on previous episodes when we had, I went, um, a buddy of mine, Jordan Bennett, he went with me. And then right afterwards we did a podcast talking about it. Um, and it's just, it's super interesting how much stuff goes into that, that we don't really think about. Mm-hmm. Right. And a big topic of that, that episode was the reality of, of these sleds and, you know, factory turbos, like, these sleds can in a blink of an eye get you into those zones real quick. Yeah. Um, and so it just, I'm glad that you're doing that. Like it's, it's super eye opening for me. Um, because there was one particular situation where we pulled up into an area and it was a big bowl and I was there the previous season and there was just this huge cornice and you know, you're out riding with your buddies and stuff and fresh snow and you just pull up on something and, and everybody, you know, blinks and then is gone right? And boys just dropped off that cornice. And then this time during the avalanche, we pulled up to it. We stopped, we talked about it. Is this in the danger zone? And it's just, it's really interesting to, you know, lay the groundwork and get awareness around those kind of things, because I don't know, it's kind of inevitable to be in situations like that. I think as, as sleds progress, as we progress as riders, like, um, the more we ride, the more we're exposed. Hundred percent. So no, that's super <clears throat> cool. I think everybody should um, attend a class. Um, so that's cool that you're doing that. Really cool. Um, yeah. Awesome. Um, was there something else that you wanted to jam on? Specific? Uh, I think that was pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jeff, you don't have anything. You typically <laughs> always do. I rely on you sometimes. Huh? Bush, yeah, bush light. Like, <laughs> yeah, do you have somebody, some, yeah, crazy story, somebody blowing up a sled 40 miles from the truck or there, well, anything crazy like that? A couple weekends ago, Jacob ripped his track in half. That was a fun, I don't the, know. If the same Jacob that sent his sled into a, oh, yeah, into a tree today? <laughs> he's hiding in the corner. <laughs> So yeah. what happened there? So we stitched it up with paracord, and uh, that pretty much worked until 
maybe a quarter mile from the truck gotcha. and then just kind of limped it back. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. And the skid was all icy, so when we were changing out the track, we uh, put the skid in the shower to get all the ice off. I think I saw that on your story. <laughs> I'm so pretty funny. sure I saw that. I was that's, just laughing. That's super funny. Yeah. Huh. Um, um, definitely the muff stuffers. I'll, I'll just, like, be cooking those. And the, my favorite one's the chimichurri beef tips. So, and now they, they make a dessert one that's like a brownie with a cookie on top. <laughs> so after you eat the chimichurri beef dips, you put that in there and then you have a warm cookie by the end of the day. That's so. crazy. Yeah. They followed me the other day. I thought about reaching out to them and saying something to them. That'd be cool. Um, that and beef jerky, lots of water. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. How many um, current ambassadors do you guys have? Uh, around 50. Nice. Yeah. And so what was the idea behind, like, doing that? Uh, just basically like any other company, you know, get sponsored riders to help mm-hmm. promote the brand and then help them out with discounts and merch and stuff like that, kind of yeah. help grow the brand. Oh, yeah. And then you meet cool people doing it, too. Yeah. Um, do you have any any upcoming products that you haven't released yet that you can talk about? or? Uh, this year? I mean, we got we got the snow gauges out now. Yep, I saw um, those. Yeah, those, those are sick. And I've uh, been doing some flags, like the Saturdays are for snowmobiling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got those flags and a couple of sled USA flags, regular ones. Um, hit it big with the trapper hats. Got a full line of trapper hats now, yep. as yeah, requested. See, see your boys wearing yeah, there's some. There's a couple of guys wearing them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this year, this year's probably just more merch, more for heydays. And then yep. I'm I'm trying to go to the New Hampshire show too. It's in oh. Epping, so that's like a 23 hour drive from Iowa. <laughs> But all the, but Jeez. so, um, 509 goes from Washington and they, yeah, yeah. they said it's worth it. And then uh, a couple other guys that I talked to that own businesses and have booths out there mm-hmm. said that they would never miss that show. Yeah. Wow. And some of them are further than I am. So I'm like, and it's an outdoor show and I like outdoor shows yep. cause you got room and stuff. And sure. so I'm going to try to make that happen. Gotcha. I'm on the waiting list. Oh yeah. <laughs> there you go. That'll be sick. Um, something I do want to want to ask you and if you don't want to answer this that's totally fine this is a little bit on the personal side um but i know you have a girlfriend Mm -hmm. right and so talk to me a little bit about the relationship as far as like how that works with you going snowmobiling for a week with the boys and traveling all over the place all winter she's pretty she's pretty good about that yeah yeah she she knows that you know i'm out here getting content and hanging with the buddies and you know doing stuff that that i love to do and so she's she's pretty cool with me leaving all the time <laughs> yeah well i mean i you make a really good point because yeah sure you're out here having fun but you're also technically working yeah right um and so off of um and again we can jam on this or not um outside of like you know sled sled usa as a company are you you know you guys have your own youtube channel yeah um so, so sled usa has a youtube channel um Every so often we'll put a video on there, but it's not like consistent. Sure. Um, and you then, have a personal one too. Yeah. And then my personal right. YouTube channel, I've been trying to, you know, kind of make that more consistent of just documenting the trips and stuff like that. Sure. Um, seems like when I post videos like that, a lot of, get a lot of positive comments. So, yeah. and they like watching that. So I'm oh, like, yeah. all right, well, you know, if we, if we document it and then we can watch it for our sake too. You Heck know? yeah. Relive the memories. So. so do you have those, those platforms, especially like YouTube in monetization status are yeah. you making some ad spend from 
Yep. From YouTube? Yeah, YouTube and TikTok. TikTok, you're in the yep. creator fund there? Yep. How about Reels? Uh, not on Reels yet. Not yet? Nope. Nice. Cool. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know if we'll put this part in there, but um, Jeff and I sat, sat down one time, and uh, I'm sure you're familiar with Muska- Muskoka? Yeah. Freerider? Yep. Um, and so we did some real conservative quick math on subscribers and then pay-per-view and all that kind of stuff and, and just looked at his videos and the amount of views and stuff and kind of conservatively came up with an estimate of monthly income from just YouTube alone. Mm-hmm. Have you ever put that together? Or thought uh, about that? I've done it for like big YouTubers and I'm mm-hmm. like, man, I got to grow my YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I, I think roughly he's probably pulling about a month. Nice. Which is, He's which is pretty decent though. Like, oh my God, man, it, every I, single day. Yeah. Every single day, not only rides, but then has the energy to dump edit. all the footage, edit, make the YouTube thumbnail, like everything. Mm. And you know, I know what goes all into everything like that. And, yep. uh, so I reached out to him not too long ago and I was like, dude, I just want to say like, you are killing it. It's yeah. so impressive. hundred <laughs> like, percent. I don't know how you do that. And he's like, it's a 24 seven thing. And yeah. You know, sometimes he'll be up till three in the morning and then go ride the next day. And I'm just like, dude, that is a grind, but so impressive. Like I'm trying to do like a video a week (laughs) and and then he's putting out one every day. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, I mean, even for Jeff and I, when we made the the commitment to release an episode every single Friday, um, we're like, oh yeah, cool. Let's do that. And then real quick, it was like, oh yeah, this is a job. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but it's but it's a it's a it's a ton of fun and you know like I said if we hadn't started it I wouldn't be sitting here right now with you so it's it's pretty cool to see other people doing that and it seems like I think here before too long we're gonna see everybody's sled strapped up with a pelican case and a camera yeah <laughs> it's yeah. so funny how many people are getting into that now mm-hmm. which I think it's cool and bringing more awareness to the sport so yeah it's it's a good thing mm-hmm. for sure even if I wasn't on you know social media and had like responsibilities to fulfill with sponsors sure i still think it'd be fun to lug around a nice camera just to get cool pictures of your buddies and you know just for personal use 100 percent. cool awesome well um yeah i think let's wrap this episode up justin i appreciate you tuning in um jumping on the show appreciate you you coming on thanks for having me um let's jam on the sled talk question of the day you got something that you want to ask the listeners and the viewers yeah, so we thought about this the whole 19-hour drive. I'm like, what could the question of the day be? And the guys helped me. Because you knew it was coming. Yeah. yeah huh? so, so we came up with, uh, what was your first sled? Because I feel like everybody gets excited about their first sled, how they grew up, you yep. know, how they started riding. Yep. So what was your first sled? Yeah. For you guys watching, and uh, especially watching, yeah, TikTok Reels or YouTube, whatever it may be, leave your comments below with your answers. We definitely read through them and appreciate your guys' feedback. So... Yeah, we'll wrap this episode up. Again, Justin, thank you for coming on. I appreciate you a ton. Um, it was great to meet you this weekend. Yeah, you too. Or today, I guess, <laughs> even though we didn't ride together. Feels like a weekend. Yeah, oh, man. It's been a long day for it, you. Yeah, it has. Um, all right, well, cool. Yeah, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. If you're watching this on YouTube, please consider hitting the subscribe button and smashing the like button and then following along on all the other platforms. Um, Justin, we will link all of your personal pages as well as Sled USA in the link below. Um, so definitely tap into that and follow Justin and Sled USA. And uh, yeah, that's a wrap. We'll talk to you guys on the next one.